Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I'm honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 16 of season two of This Osteopathic Life. This is part three in the Pivot series. Unanticipated, but as we're finding, now is the time to learn to adapt and welcome the change as it presents itself, learn from what is presented, and move forward with purpose. And that's where we'll go today, pivoting with purpose. And specifically looking at this osteopathic life and where the pivot of programming, of specifics, of details, of tangibility, of content will go. And last week, the pivot took a pause or a further exploration as we looked at the pivot of the world and some of the framework from the initial episode And how that applied to what's been happening with the shift of focus and purpose and perspective collectively in the world. And overall, it's encouraging. You know, there is a huge shift in awareness and action. And hopefully it's one that will continue. And hopefully this isn't a temporary kind of flash in the pan moment, but rather a permanent shift of trajectory. And I see that in this osteopathic life. And so, of course, it presented itself in this time, at this time, and required a little more time to get there than was anticipated. And there's been some increased space between episodes from me for the first time this season I'd say largely unintentionally, somewhat because of simple limitation of bandwidth and my own personal life in managing everything at home and with clinic and my gym and new professional work, as I'll share with you today. And some also that the output didn't always feel quite right or the timing for it didn't always feel quite right. And I took up the challenge for myself of 500 words a day in June, both as a minimum and as a maximum, you know, in writing, trying to stay within that limit is a good framework for me. And it got off to a good start early June and I stuck to it for that first week and got some articles out in a podcast in a Storytime Sunday But then there were issues that came up and while I was outputting words, it was in the way of emails and updates and managing posts on social media. And so that formalized 
blog writing, which was the original purpose of the challenge, has not come to fruition as well as it could. And even the podcasts, again, have been a bit delayed. And this past week in particular, it has felt like an intake and a processing and a contemplating week. And I've been keeping a list of resources specific to anti-racism work and how to be an ally to the black community. And I've joined a number of physician organizations and listened to colleagues and individuals who have taken the time to share their experience for the greater awareness of the non-black community in order to encourage more than just this moment of awareness and action and challenge to deeper knowing and, like I said, a more permanent shift in how we do things, how we think about things, our approach to life in general, our approach to advocacy and policy. And that latter piece speaks to me very clearly during this time, midway through we're actually three quarters of the way through, but what has become midway because of some delays, the Osteopathic Health Policy Fellowship and seeing, again, this is why I'm in the Health Policy Fellowship at this time. And it's becoming a more actionable program. There's a movement to engage with fellows from all years of the past 25 that the program has existed and seeing you know, where are these common threads of interest and skill set and how do we band together and move forward from a stronger place? And this is so encouraging to me. Again, totally unexpected, but everything I would hope for the fellowship to be. And clinically, you know, seeing opportunities to work with patients from afar and potentially in person on a different frequency that before might have seemed limiting, but now after this time of total closure may seem reasonable. And it's fascinating how that relativity can shift our perspectives. But throughout, the purpose has remained the same. And I revisited my own website and words. And as we know, the tagline for the sociopathic life is for the health of all things, which is broad and it's vague. And I see that it can include this allyship to which I feel so strongly called at this time. And even reflecting on projects I proposed years ago now and how their role serves what I'm learning is needed and I'm seeing I have to offer and being willing to continue to listen and learn and adapt and grow and support and amplify and offer tangible ways to participate in the health of all things and begin to get clearer on what that can mean. And so as I revisited the mission statement of this osteopathic life, it reads as such. Expanding the understanding and application of osteopathic philosophy to serve as guiding principles for a cultural revolution grounded in love and humanity. And that is where we are. You know, that is what 
the general public is calling for. And it's been called for for years, decades, centuries. But it does feel like now is the time. Now is particularly the time. And so this osteopathic life will take up place and space, which is a hard concept for me. I often think to defer, but this is so big that it needs many players and enough people saying things in different ways to reach all the needed ears in order to continue the momentum that has been generated in this moment. I also look at the about page for this osteopathic life and the acronym for that phrase. And it reads as this, the human investment serving our society through education, organization, and partnership, achieving true health, improving community, learning, and intention for everyone. Broad? Yes. So as to allow space for modification and fine-tuning and tailoring based on the needs of the moment and to allow clarity on what that purpose is and how to move forward in a tangible way. And in this time of personal and professional pivoting, as has been the theme today, unexpected, but welcome and totally, of course, that's how it's happening. I have been working extensively in the life coaching world. And I'm currently in training in life coach school. And there is a large cohort of physicians, mostly women physicians in training. And I've been coaching with my own classmates who are not physicians. And with the physicians in training, I've also been involved in the Empowering Women Physicians program that began back in March and extended secondary to the times and the need for continuation of that programming. I've enrolled in various courses about finance and real estate, exploring what it means to diversify income streams so as not to put pressure on clinical careers. And just this week, I have finally gotten more clarity around the specific offerings this osteopathic life can provide. And I'm engaging in two programs with women physician coaches who are leading the way in the entrepreneurship arm and the launch of business. And there's part of me that thinks, oh my gosh, am I talking about this right now? But yes, I'm talking about this now because it needs to be talked about and it will fill a need that exists and has the ability to continue to grow and adapt as the needs of the time shift. And so the two programs that I am working to craft are coaching programs and coaching is about managing your mind, learning about the structure and function of your thoughts, seeing how your thoughts 
in response to any circumstance, create your feelings leading to your actions and generate your results. And it reflects how I practice medicine. It is seen in the osteopathic tenets and I'll explore those more specifically in upcoming episodes and they're available in writing on the website if you prefer to read rather than to listen or both making that accessible to you. And the first program is looking at institutional reform and examining physician burnout and the various types of physicians, the various profiles that exist that are at risk for burnout that might already be experiencing it and need help in the recovery and healing process. And looking at working at a group level for a hospital system, for a physician organization, and also coaching within and for the culture. And particularly in this time where there have been so many furloughs and there's a rebuild happening and there's going to be a a shift in how we practice medicine and how things come back together and being able to serve in a way that supports a positive rebuilding, that supports an intentional and a thoughtful rebuilding, that supports a careful examination of what parts we want to put back, what new adaptations we never expected are so welcome and need to be prioritized. And along the way, valuing those individuals who make up the system, allowing them to see what it is they do have control over and what parts they don't, and how thoughts around those circumstances can really dictate the entirety of the experience and can make the difference between sustainable clinical practice and the need to leave, the ability to leave in a thoughtful and positive way and step into something new, step into something that's always been calling to them, but they haven't had the capacity to see the how. And offering support all the way around and in the system of the individual, looking at the practice of medicine on a broader scale and utilizing the osteopathic tenets, osteopathic principles and philosophy and methods of practice as applied through coaching to the individual and how they function within the system and the structure of the system to optimize its overall function and how it serves the individual. So that is one. And there's also opportunity for just one-on-one engagement as well, perhaps with a private practice physician or for a physician who doesn't yet have the engagement of the organization would just like to explore it. That's an option that exists right now for participation. And the second program, which has become so clear through these past few weeks and in so many various conversations and review of information and by reexamining the words that were already there, you know, the mission and vision the passion and purpose of this osteopathic life and seeing how it applies to the call in this time for work in racism. And step one, just gaining awareness of racism and our thoughts 
around it. The ones that we acknowledge and the ones that we ignore by choice or just by happenstance. And offering tangible tools. There have been so many inquiries on what can we actually do right now to make a difference. And there's so many great recommendations. And I'm compiling a list of resources. You know, it's more than two pages long at the moment. And I'm working to gather that in a thoughtful way that can be useful, where you can be philanthropic. You know, you can sign petitions and donate money and promote the voices of Black leaders. There are many ways to be active. But for a permanent and meaningful change, I'm finding that we have to do a deeper examination of our own thoughts in order to see them, to acknowledge them, and to make any change around them, should we choose, should we find that the result that's happening right now is not one that we want. And coaching is a simple but profound tool to get there. And I'll be working on this in a program and also moving it forward somewhat in parallel and looking at collaborations. And I'm finding so much through this time that the most wonderful thing I've enjoyed through this closure is the opportunity to work with people in new ways and to connect with people I wouldn't have otherwise because of participation in the virtual space. And so I see this program as a huge collaboration. And again, so many voices are needed that there is no saturation of this space. And yes, I will look to what is being done and who is successful and who are the leaders, particularly the black leaders in this movement. And there are formal physician organizations that are giving me that insight. And I'm looking independent of that personally to find the way. But the work is also there for members of the white race and moving forward, teaching from within, educating ourselves and each other and showing up in the practice of allyship. And just like medicine, it's a practice. You never arrive. You're always learning. There will be mistakes and there will be corrections and better next times and growth and a lot of grace. And there is this invitation to keep showing up and to continue and to listen and learn and speak and act. And so finding those tangible ways to do that, to gain better awareness and insight as we do, is the other way in which this osteopathic life is proceeding. And to that end, I have kind of thrown my hat in the ring in a virtual group of physicians who are in the entrepreneur space, putting the stake in the sand to represent you know, osteopathic philosophy at the table of these physician leaders. I have applied for position for medical education and postgraduate training. And we'll be representing both of these, you know, the osteopathic principles as methods of supporting the health of students and residents in training and to bring more to the forefront the need to address implicit bias and to serve in an anti-racist capacity throughout medical education training to address the public health crisis that racism is.
as I mentioned, I joined a number of organizations and on a, I'd say, I don't want to say smaller, but on a grassroots and personal level, I've been reconnected with a group of women with whom I attended high school and will be doing study group work there. And in these coaching cohorts, having these discussions and continuing this osteopathic life weekly or every other week conversations still concerning COVID. You know, that's still a significant part of what's going on and how practice is evolving. But also looking at the opportunity we have here to serve this greater purpose. And so when I think about pivoting at this time, an article came up specifically called Pivot with Purpose. So it lined up with that which I was exploring myself today. And what I appreciated about it, because it's also hearkening back to the words of osteopathic tenets, is that a pivot doesn't change the function of an organization. It just changes its form. What you do is the same, but the way you do it becomes different. And we see in there the structure and function relationship. And that was a key and moving and encouraging, maybe surprising moment for me when I was posing that ladder program you know, as a potential, proposing it, I should say, to this coaching group and getting feedback and then hearing from other groups that it was being requested. I paused for a moment and thought, but what business do I have here? And is this the space, the place for me, for this osteopathic life? And as I went back and read my words, particularly after one interchange, one conversation with one of my fellow physician coaches, I read the words in that revolution, grounded in love and humanity and the human investment, you know, with education and partnership and organization for everyone. I thought these are the words I've been speaking. And this is a place where they can serve and be applied. And so it's not changing the function of the organization, it's changing the form and that structure and function relationship. What is happening is the same. It's for the health of all things. But the way forward is different because the attention, the intention has shifted and become clearer, I'll say. You know, a lot of layers are being peeled away right now in this time. And it feels like that's what's happening here. And as I look at this intersection of all that I've been doing to prepare for this moment, not knowing previously that this is the moment at which I would arrive, but of course it is. And I recognize that there's a lot of I in here, and that is a challenging place for me because as I said, my inclination is for the thing to be done and for that to be enough and for it not to necessarily have to involve me. Kind of like teeing it up. And then if somebody else hits it out of the park, fabulous, because the greater good is the big picture. And I do believe that. I do believe the purpose is, of course, so much greater than me. 
But what I have also learned through coaching is that I'm still there and I can't look past me. And I've seen this and I think mentioned it in previous episodes, but at a different level of awareness. And just as the thought work has to start with me, and that I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, the examination of what racist thoughts exist in the world has to begin with me and a deep examination there to be able to see my contribution and how to make appropriate and needed shifts. But also the external work can involve me. And I do believe as I examine all these different steps and all the different places I've been and all of the wide variety of learning and skill set gathering I have created, crafted, consumed. This is the place for me right now as the leader of this osteopathic life from a place of true service, but keeping myself in the picture because I do have a unique perspective to offer. I do bring the capacity for catalyzing collaboration in a way that I haven't seen in many other circumstances. And so I'm going to learn. It's a continuous process. I am learning to own that and to honor the good that can come from it and to remain in a space of knowing and trusting, but also of constant learning and adaptation and receptiveness. And so I begin to speak more clearly about these programs, to extend them to the various audiences. And I mentioned them for physicians, yes. And that is a big and key piece. And I'm learning about specificity. And perhaps ultimately that's where this needs to stay. But I do know that this work has much to offer anyone you know, outside of the physician space as well. And so I am not yet putting that firm boundary on it and will at least first listen for the need and the receptiveness. And that part may be where it's a tee up and a knock out of the park for someone else as there are many coaches, many qualified coaches. And sometimes we need different personalities and life experiences and personal stories with which we can relate. And I accept that and I encourage that. But I will first start with me and make those extensions and offer conversations. And if the fit is good, continue on in meaningful relationships doing this work. And whether it's at the group level, you know, there is a challenge right now financially in physician organizations and hospital systems. You know, there are budget freezes and there are furloughs to address. And there is a call for the rebuild. And there is particularly a call for change in culture, both around physician treatment and behavior and sustainability. There's 
a call for a shift in implicit bias awareness and anti-racist practices in large systems. And there needs to be meaningful work and support and structure to optimize the function of those very significant changes that need to take place at that level so that the healthcare environment can be better suited for the care of those who are providing you know, the assessment and treatment options for the patients because of taking care of the care providers and also the culture of the system for that to persist in a new way that addresses the inequities that exist and works to change them and also at the policy level. And that will certainly be an undertone, if not an overtone, as I move through this year in the shift of how the Osteopathic Health Policy Fellowship will play out. And so I am bringing all of those pieces together and it's turning out to be woven into a new, unexpected, beautiful tapestry that I am honored and proud to present. And we'll be spending time in the next few episodes exploring coaching principles as they partner with osteopathic philosophy, principles, practice, and tenets, and getting clearer on the ways in which you can engage and offering opportunity to see how you might recommend this to your hospital system, physician organization, your employer, if you are not a physician yourself, for yourself, in your communities, thinking about the needs of schools. And if something comes up where you find that a shift in thought, a change in culture within a system, within yourself, within your family unit, within a part of your community, reach out to me and let's have a discussion about what tools exist for you to make meaningful change from where you are right now. You can visit the website. There is a scheduler page on, excuse me, scheduler button on the coaching page of www.thisosteopathiclife.com forward slash coaching. There are the articles there. If you'd like to read them now and get a sneak preview about what will be discussed in the future. And I'll continue to post resources and further clarity about available programs as they are developed. And so I thank you for joining me now and from the beginning. And I welcome feedback and discussion. And I extend to you the invitation to think about what it can mean to pivot with purpose and what it can mean to see and be yourself within the work and honor all that is uniquely you that has brought you to this space and place right now and to take up that which is yours from a place of knowing and understanding and willingness to learn and recognizing that you have something unique to offer in this moment that we never expected but we can welcome so fully for the potential to change our trajectory 
and to truly be for the health of all things. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.